Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am your host and so grateful that you are joining me on today's Flipping the Script Monday. Now, I got to do an impromptu interview with a dear friend of mine. Her name is Nikki Cody. She drove in on Friday morning from Waco, Texas to, I couldn't believe it, she came to my life group and in doing so, we decided to do an impromptu interview. Well, because of my excitement, I didn't check my hair, so it looked like a bird's nest, to say the least. So please overlook that as you watch this interview and just listen to the testimony of what God has done in her and her family's life. You will be so blessed, to say the least. So here is what's coming up next on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I'm so excited, you guys, because on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann today, I have my very dear friend, Nikki Cody, here with me in the studio. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out for today, all the way from Waco. Thank you. And um, there's so much that we could talk about right now, but let's just get right to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, Nikki and I um, have known each other for at least four, five so years um, as her and her husband were on staff at Reach Church. And about two years ago, God laid on your hearts to go to Waco and they didn't know when that was going to happen. Um, but literally what, just a year ago, mm -hmm. you guys uh, were released and yes. blessed out. Mm -hmm. And, um, now things are unfolding and mm -hmm. there's so much to ask. So, um, in this moment, mm -hmm. what are you and your husband less doing in Waco? We've started worship nights. Okay. And we had our first one last Sunday, which it was amazing. Oh, it my went gosh. so good. And uh, the turnout was incredible. Way more than what we thought. We were just shocked. You know, mm. um, God just showed up and it was, it was beautiful. It was that beautiful. is so amazing. Now, I really love what God has shown you guys because mm -hmm. I know Les had plans in his own mind mm -hmm. of what this church was going to look like. Yep. And then God one day just said what? No, he asked him. He said, you didn't even ask me. Mm. what to do in this situation. You didn't even ask me. He's mm. like, oh, I didn't. I had my systems and my way of doing this, and I had all the systems in play. I had all the um, spreadsheets. I knew how it was going to look. And the Lord told him to take it all and to move it to the trash can in his computer and to push delete. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and if you know my husband, he's a total systems guy. So... Wow. He was like, I've got to do what? <laughs> wow. And he did. He just moved it all to the trash can and pushed delete. That and is incredible. That's how our journey started. So really God's calling him into the unconventional mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, people even asked you, you're starting a church in Waco? Like, we don't need another church. Yep. And he's like, you guys have been like... When God calls you to go somewhere, yeah. you just do it. You don't ask questions. You don't try to reason it away. Um, so with that, now that you guys have really gone step by step, you've listened to the Father. You don't even know what's ahead of you. Mm -hmm. All you know, he's in front of you. Right. And that's all that matters. Um, in the process of 
where we're now today with the worship nights and mm-hmm. you don't even know really when the launch is going to be. You're just yeah. waiting on the Lord. Um, whatever that looks like, you know, it's going to be blessed and people are going to be blessed in the process. But when you first moved to Waco, you were pregnant mm-hmm. and, um, little number five is yes. right here with us, Miss Georgia. Waving. And so if you hear some cooing, and if you're wondering what she's doing right now, she's actually giving snacks to her right now. She'll sit quietly. Um, but can you kind of explain the journey of your pregnancy while simultaneously you've moved to Waco? Mm-hmm. So it was a, a surprise for sure yeah. when we found out we were pregnant because we thought we were done. And I was very adamant that we were done. <laughs> we're done at four. And we became pregnant with this little joy right here. And, um, so we found out we were pregnant right before we got to Waco. Mm -hmm. And then we, we, the Lord gave us a word that he was going to give us the peace to take one step at a time. And so when he said, move from the church to getting ready to prepare to move to Waco, we left and we moved. And then when he said, okay, it's time to actually be in Waco, we packed our bags and we went. And so we had the peace to take each step. Well, when we got to Waco, then we found out we went to a normal doctor's appointment for the ultrasound. During that ultrasound, same thing, they took a long time. And she she came across something. She said, I think I'm completely wrong because this is such a rare thing. But I'm going to send you to Dallas to have them do an ultrasound and see what mm. they think. I don't think it's this because it's so rare. But this is what I'm kind of coming up with. So let's send you to Dallas and see what they say. So then we go to Dallas. And while we were in Dallas, they took like a two-hour ultrasound wow. there. And they just kept looking. And the whole time the tech was talking and he was saying, no, surely it's not this. And he acted like it was just, everything was fine. It was like mis, like a misunderstanding. And um, then all of a sudden he gets quiet toward the end of the ultrasound. And he just kind of stays calm. So when we walked around the corner, um, we were met by... I think there were three doctors okay and two psychiatrists when we walked in the room oh my goodness yeah and they were escorting a woman out that they were pretty much having to hold up as she walked out she was like bawling and then he, oh. so we knew when we were walking into this room this is not a good room okay but we had this crazy piece mm. like i don't know how to explain it when we walked in and sat down these as they start to explain to us what the problem was she has a rare, she had a rare heart condition called truncus arteriosus. Mm. And at 10 weeks, about 10 weeks gestation, you have a main artery that runs into your heart. That's one, like it's called a trunk, trunk vein. Okay. And it will split into two, one in one side of the heart, one in the other. And so it pumps in oxygen and then pumps out oxygen. Okay. And hers did not split. So she had this oh. thing called truncus arteriosus. And... They could also see a little, there was a hole in between the bottom two ventricles. Okay. And so they set us down to talk about it. Okay. And the whole time they're telling us this, we're just kind of nodding, looking at them. And they kept repeating themselves, like waiting for us to like break down. Like break down. Yeah. And they had the two psychiatrists there and they're like, you know, trying to, and we're just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And we had just a moment when we left, we... When I say shed a tear, we literally just shed a tear. Okay. Like, wow, okay, what does this mean? You called us to Waco to plan a church, and now what are we going to do in the meantime? Like, 
yes. can change our whole life. The way they explained it was usually kids with this disorder have a genetic disorder as well. And it's something that, um, it's a deletion of a chromosome. Okay. And it's something that is a lifelong, either they don't live very long uh, or it's a lifelong need. Okay. She would probably be with us forever. Okay. Um, or for her life expectancy. Right. Like I said, we literally shed a tear, but we had this overwhelming sense of peace. Mm. Like, I understand the scripture that says the peace that yeah. surpasses all understanding, and I've heard that my whole life, and mm. we've quoted it to people, you know, oh, he'll give you the peace to surpass, you know, <laughs> That surpasses all understanding. All understanding, but I got it. It became mm. revelatory to me wow. in that moment. Like, I shouldn't have peace. I should be in a heap. I should be mad, even. Mm. Um, why would you call us to a place to do your work and then yes, this happen? Mm. And I didn't, I, I didn't have... I wasn't mad. I wasn't upset. I just knew that God had it no matter what. Wow. We just knew that he had it. It was two days after we had her that, okay. they went, that she went in for surgery. And when she was in surgery, they found that there was another hole as well through the top two chambers as well. Oh, wow. But they had, they had set us up that she was going to be in the hospital for almost six months. We were going to be in the NICU for about six months. And God just did a crazy miracle while we were there. So she went through the surgery and when she came out, they had prepared us for her to be swollen and to, I mean, they showed us pictures of what these babies look like when they come out of surgery. And it is, I'm glad they show it to you yeah. beforehand because it could be, be jarring afterwards. Okay. But when she came out, she just looked peaceful and like she was sleeping. And wow. all the nurses, they were like doing arts and crafts, like building uh, letters for the bottom of her um, bed that said um, Georgia on it because they didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> the first night, the first two nights, she was supposed to flatline several times. They had told us all this was normal. That she would probably flatline. That all these, it takes a little while for the heart to wake back up. Um, and the first 24 hours, it's like the most eventful. So they, I had, so I had her and then I had my tubes tied. So that was a surgery. And then I got preeclampsia. And what? Yeah. So, and they didn't know about it until it was like emergent. And so they ran and got medicine. And so I was in recovery much longer than I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be able to just go with her to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. And so um, they wouldn't allow me to stay the night with her the first night after the surgery because they said it would be too much on me. And so Les was the only one that could stay with her. And he had his cousin come in and she stayed as well with him to be support for him. And so I had to leave the hospital. And that first night that she was supposed to die a few times. They oh, said. my gosh. And so I'm away and my husband's there. And he just, him and his cousin just set up, they said all night to talk just to get through what was supposed to happen. And literally nothing happened. It was uneventful. Completely. <laughs> oh my God. And then the next day they were like, oh, well, this will be the day that everything happens. Cause it's like the first 24 to 48 hours is the most. Crucial. So they're like all anticipating. They're like, yeah. So by this hour is going to be the worst time that hour came by, nothing happened. And so the nurses were coming in and out, just checking machines. They're like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> because this has never happened before. This has never happened. Everything just kept getting better and better and better. She would, she pulled out her own tubes. So there's one tube that's what? in the heart sac. That's right. And she yanked it out. And it's like a surgery to have it taken out. Like they have to come in with a surgical team to release it. Um, and she yanked it out herself. They're like, oh my God, what do we do? 
And they're like, well, we don't want to put it back in because that's you'll have to go back in for another surgery to put it back up in. Oh so we're just going to leave it out goodness. and see how she does. She pulled her feeding tube out like twice. And so I think she was just ready to go. Yeah. And they, we were out in nine days. We just kept moving from unit to unit to unit in a, just a few days. And they were like, we don't, we could have let her go home days ago, but this has never happened. We don't know what to do. We feel like we've wow. got to keep her because we don't know. Yeah. It was like on day two, the guy that was over the lead, he's over all the surgeons. So he scheduled everything. Okay. He's over all the surgeons. He came in on his day off the second day after her surgery and said, I had to just come in and see this for myself. Like she was supposed to be on the ventilator for like seven days oh, at the least. My goodness. And she was off in a day and a half. And he's like, I'm, I had to come see this for myself. Yeah. And so she just blew him away. And then the very last thing on the ninth day that we were there, on the well, the day before we got released, um, they came in and they knew she had this disorder. She had all the markers for the disorder. Uh, it was it's called twenty two deletion, okay, or um, DeGeorge syndrome. Okay. And they knew she had it. They had all like all these. We were just waiting on the blood work to confirm it. She had all the markers. Um, low calcium which is like a telltale sign that she had it oh my gosh and the blood work came back and we like we sent out a big prayer request to everybody like, i remember okay. that everybody's been praying and everything has been incredible up to this point like god is just surprising us around every corner um we have one last thing that we need prayer for this is what's going on and this is what we're waiting on and i'm telling you we literally had people all over the world praying for her mm. we were getting letters from priests at catholic churches wow. in ireland you know, like what my sister worked worked for World Vision at the time, and so she sent out a big thing, oh and they're all over gosh. the world. So she was getting letters from people saying that they were praying for her. So oh she had prayers from all over the gosh. world. Gosh! And they came back that morning and said she doesn't have it. I mean, but they said it so nonchalant. I said, you know, did the test come back? Oh yeah, yeah, it came back. Yeah, she doesn't have it. I was like, <laughs> hello. We've been waiting on this this whole time. Wow! Like, it was such a big deal, and she didn't have it, and. It has been, she's a normal baby. She's, everything's incredible. Even her healing from her heart surgery was so quick. But let's show everybody. Let's show everyone. Here she is. This is Georgia. Hi, sweet and she's girl. just a joy. You are a joy, aren't you? You are a joy, huh? Oh, so you know what I love about this testimony? And I believe anyone who's listening right now is what's so powerful is here he told you and your husband, Les, that I'm going to show you one step at a time mm -hmm. on, about this church that I've placed within you, you know, legacy. Yeah. And here it was almost like there was a training taking place mm -hmm. oh, yeah. while you were pregnant with her yes. and even giving birth to her that how, as you look back, you're just like, God, you've gone before us. Yes. No wonder why we can stay, take one step at a time yep. because this isn't a surprise to you. It is to us, right. but it's not to you. And so if you've gone before us, you've already laid out everything, no matter what, yeah. no matter what's in the scenery, what terrain we hit, you've already gone before. Mm -hmm. I know he doesn't <sighs> cause things. Right. But he works it out for your good. That's right. And so going through this, we would have launched totally different, mm. totally different. We would have gotten there and we've completely, the whole plan that he had, we would have launched totally different and God just put a hold on it. He's like, no, this is not what I want. 
Oh my gosh. I'm only going to give you the peace to take one step at a time. And he's done that. Oh my gosh. And it was, it was peace all the way through, even the surge during the surgery. Like I, we stood in the room and I, I, I cried when they wheeled her off mm. for just a moment. Because, like, all, I mean, I wasn't supposed to hold her. I wasn't going to get the chance to hold her, supposed to be. I got to hold her for 30 minutes when she was born, which that wasn't supposed to happen. She was supposed to go straight to the NICU and then straight to Children's Hospital. So, like, he just kept giving me little, little, little bits. The Lord just kept blessing wow. me little bits at a time. Oh but when they wheeled her off, I, I, I cried for a moment. Mm. And that was the first time I just kind of let it out. But it was only for just a minute. Mm. And same thing. We still had a crazy piece. I just didn't know what was going to yeah. happen. I knew the Lord right. was going to take care of us, but I didn't know what was going to happen. Oh, wow. And um, they're taking my baby, wheeling it down a hallway. And um, I, we stopped and I said, you know what? I said, I don't want when she comes back in here to have any atmosphere shift, but to have the Holy Spirit in here. I said, I don't want mm. her to feel any tension. I don't want her to feel any fear. I don't want... You know, I just, I don't know how that all works. I just don't want to leave any of that residue here. Oh, so, so we're going to have joy. We're going to go out. We're going to sit with our family in the waiting room. It was supposed to be like an eight-hour surgery. Okay. We're going to sit with our family in the waiting room, and we are going to just have fun. Yeah. We're going to. Wow. We're going to just oh have fun and, and spend time with our family because people flew in. My sister flew in to be with me. Um, we're just going to have fun, and we're just going to enjoy the, the day. And so we did. We walked in, and I walked in, and I said... I just want everybody to know, I don't want to have one second of, it's okay. You know, let's, let's oh, pray about on. this. And let's, you know, let's just, no, we've already prayed about it. We've given it to the Lord and we're just going to enjoy the day. And let mm. God, God has this. The surgery took five hours. Oh my gosh. He come right back in and said, she did great. You know, we're going to be bringing her out. And we did. We had a day full of joy and visiting with family. And wow. it was just... Even that in and of itself was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so cool, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And she, you, she's just a joy. This yeah. is where she is all the time. You've gotten to witness the power of God in your life, haven't you? Just the peace is all over you from the womb. Oh, sweet girl. She's so sweet. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, Nikki, I, I just, I, my gosh, we could just be on here for hours. And I know a lot of people are like, no, 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 don't stop. There's more. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you so much for taking a moment and um, sharing a glimpse of so, yeah. you know, there's so many testimonies of your life of who God is, but you really got to see a side of God yeah. that you would have never seen before right. as the one who goes before you. Yeah. So if you are wanting to reach out to Nikki and maybe you're going through a similar situation right now and you're heading into the unknowns, um, just know that the one who knows you is with you. And I think that's what this testimony is really about is to point you back to the one who is with each of us. And so if you want to reach out to Nikki and you want her to pray with you or you just want to know more of their story, just go to LegacyWaco.com. So I, again, want to just say thank you so much for joining me today on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. Remember what the show is all about, y'all. It's about bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness. Audience, what you guys are up to right now. We are in the process of launching a church in Waco. Yes, it's oh been very gosh. exciting. <laughs> I love it. And 
Happy, <laughs> you're so cute. I love you. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants. <laughs> Get fat <bad> now. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. And be sure to go and subscribe, write a review. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and family.